0: Welcome to Convention Pulpit, Wesleyan Voices Past and Present, brought to you through the Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention, www.ihconvention.com. The sermon on today's podcast was preached by R.G. Flux in 1979.
1: He titles it Awake, Thou that Sleepest. I know you'll enjoy it. strong with me to the book of Ephesians,
0: the fifth chapter, beginning to read at verse 3
1: to 14. Ephesians, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 14. Now some of you have been around and I preached here before. I was here in seven camp meetings in succession, preaching and then six years, been preaching in chapel services. I did not come prepared to preach this time, but to listen. But uh, you pray and all you want this. Returning to the scripture, wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall be thee light. See them that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise, dying of the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not wise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine where is excess, but be filled or keep filled with the Spirit. don't know what we get in this revival, but what we have from now, keep filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God, thanks for all things unto God, and the Father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another fear of God. Wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. Therefore as the church is subject unto Christ so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. But husbands love your wives even as Christ also loved the church gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish so men that love their wives as their own bodies he that loveth his wife loveth himself for no man ever yet ate his own flesh And cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. We need thy help this morning sufficient in ourselves. But somehow we ask Thee that Thou would settle down on this crowd today. Speak, to lips of grace. clay. Make this a profitable time. Don't let us get in the way of the progress of the meeting. And grant that God will take hold of his service and take hold of every heart. Give us victory like God knows victory, not like we know it, but like God knows victory praise thee for it in Jesus' precious name we ask you. Amen. Now, if you follow me in the reading of the scripture lesson this morning, you possibly notice that there's three different kinds of churches mentioned in this scripture. In the first place, we have the sanctified church. And then we have the
0: satisfied church. And then we have the spirit-filled church. We might preach on either one of
1: those subjects this morning and spend an hour on each one of them. But I just want to call your attention this morning to the spirit-filled church. I'd like to call your attention to three different thoughts. And don't expect me to jump around like my brother does if I did I'd break my neck but uh, I'll try to give you what God's placed on my heart so in the first place we're noticing why some people are not being filled with the spirit second I'd like to notice what will obtain in one's life when they refuse to be filled with the spirit there are some things that will obtain when you are filled with the Spirit. So in the first place, we're noticing why some people are not filled with the Spirit. And one reason is they're not ready for that kind of an experience. I was preaching in Brownville, West Virginia. And one young man was at the of five nights in succession. Finally looked up in my face and said, Well, the fix of I just can't get sanctified. Then I said, young man, if I were you, I'd get justified. If I couldn't get the second work of grace, I'd begin to seek after the first one. He began to pray along that line and soon left the altar. But the next day came the prostate, had the pastor to help me write 14 letters of confession. then went around the town paying up old store bills that he said he never would pay. Then went and visited the people in the town he'd been talking about behind their back. And that night he came back to the altar. It took him just three minutes to get saved and five minutes to get sanctified. He got ready for the blessing. God won't keep you waiting when you get ready for it. But we and I have to make the way for the Holy Ghost to come. And then some are not filled with the Spirit because they do not desire it enough. You have to want this experience more than you want anything else in the world, or you're never going to get it. But right where you want it, worse than you want anything else on earth, thank God that's where you're going to get it. Reminds me of the slave owner down in the Southland, during the days of slavery, one of his slaves went off and came back to the plantation, shouting all over the plantation. The master said, DM Rastus, where'd you get that religion?
0: makes you so happy all the time. He said, down here at the crossroads is a big meeting.
1: The master said, You think I can get it? He said, I think you can if you go down and pay the price. Said, hey, it's the team the order, team sorry, and let's go. They started. They traveled a little ways when the master said, I, says, I thought you told me it wasn't very far about me. He said, We're getting closer, Master. Whipped up the team and said, Come on, Pip, come on,
0: June. Went a little faster. After a while the master looked over and said, I, says, I thought we were getting near. He said, we are now, Master. Lifted up the team, they went a little faster. After a while, the master said, Rasta's arm went nearly there. He said, I'm getting so anxious, I can't wait another minute. Rasta said, whoa, whoa, Jim, he said, we're right there. Thank God when
1: you can't wait another minute, God's going to meet your need. But so long as you can get along without it, Lord, you can do it if you want to. No, you're going to have to want it worse than you want anything else in the world. Then again, some are not filled with the Spirit because they say, well, what will I call it? What's the difference? What's you and I call it? Whether we call it perfect love, whether we call it being filled with the Spirit,
0: whether we call it entire sanctification, just so we have it. That's the thing that really counts, not what we call it, but
1: whether we have it or not. And some are not filled with the Spirit because they say, if I'm filled with the Spirit, sanctified, I'll have some enemies. You get old-time salvation and regeneration, you're going to have some enemies. You're going to make enemies because you're going cross ways with what they're doing. I'm glad when we're sanctified and have enemies, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I'd rather have enemies made by being sanctified than just by being justified. And some are not filled with the Spirit. They say, I don't understand it. This is not an experience of the head. It's something of the heart. Andy Dalbo, a drunkard in Baltimore, went to a mission one night and God gloriously saved him. And then later on sanctified him holy and called him to preach. He never had any formal education. He couldn't even write his own name, but God
0: used him in a mighty way to preach for the greatest preachers in America on the line of holiness. One time a Methodist preacher heard about him, went to Baltimore and asked Andy to go and hold a meeting for him. Andy consented, they had to travel on the train for a long distance. Noon hour came, and they went to the diner to get the meal. And the preacher said, now Andy, order anything you want, and I'll pay for it. The waiter looked down and said, Mr., order anything you want on that menu, and I'll
1: bring it. Well, Andy couldn't read his name written on a barn door in big letters. So he didn't know what the menu called for, but threw the menu down the table, looked up at the waiter and said, bring me the whole bill of fare. We may not understand with our heads, but by faith we can have it down in our hearts. We can have everything that God provided for us on Calvary if we're willing to take what God has provided. But you're going to have to accept what God has provided as well as you expect him to accept what you are handing to him. But then I notice some things that will obtain in one's life when they refuse to be filled with the Spirit. And one thing is you'll settle in an up-and-down profession. I did not say an up-and-down experience. I said an up-and-down profession. When you and I are born again, come to the light of wholeness, we turn that down and back up on it, we lose our regeneration. All we have left is a profession. We go on making a profession,
0: but we do not have the assurance that the work is done in our heart. Why? Because we
1: have not walked in the light. We backed up on wholeness and therefore we've lost our regeneration. You'll either walk to all the light God gives you and live behind light and lose your experience in regeneration, or you'll walk to all the light God gives you and go right on into wholeness. Then another, another thing that may obtain is, when you refuse to get sanctified, you will settle down in false doctrine and in false isms. But when you and I are sanctified holy, we're not running after false doctrines. We're not running after all robbers. We're not running around after some of these professional healers. We're not running around after false doctrine. For when the Holy Ghost is coming of God, you know all truth. You take your right straight down the middle of the king's highway of holiness. When you are filled with the Spirit, he certainly will guide you into all truth. Another thing that may obtain is that you'll settle down a state of chronic doubting. I believe I've seen some chronic doubters at my offers. They were honest chronic doubters. But after dealing with thousands of people around the order, I'm convinced it's not so much the chronic doubt. It is chronic disobedience. You can't believe God while you're disobeying God. You can't believe God while you're saying yes to God in your mind and no to God down your heart. You've got to bring the two together. Say yes to God down your heart as well as yes to God in your mind. It's
0: more chronic disobedience than it is chronic doubting. For
1: he gives the Holy Spirit to them that obey him. If we're obeying him, thank God he will not withhold the blessing from us. Another thing that we obtain when you refuse to refill the Spirit, you'll you'll be afraid of fanaticism. Some places that I go, you know they're as dead as a nail. I offer them $5, brand new $5 bill, if anybody will say amen out loud. I haven't lost a $5 bill yet in such churches. And I find that you can't even buy an amen from them. But they've settled down in a state of fear, fanaticism. But do you know what a fanatic is? It's somebody that's making a big fuss over nothing. You go out to the ball games and you'll find the fanatics. They're making a big fuss over nothing. When the Cincinnati Reds are playing down here in this ball field and their side's winning, you can hear them yelling through up on this hilltop. But we don't get excited enough about our religion sometimes the say amen out loud and praise the Lord. I'm not a bit afraid of fanaticism. I'm certainly afraid of dry rock. We've got so much of that around the wholeness movement, dry rock drying up. If you are not getting blessed anymore, the Spirit of God's not being poured out upon us anymore. But then I notice in the next place some things that will obtain when you are filled with the Spirit. One thing is that you will once in a while at least once every six months get blessed out loud you'll get blessed enough to praise god out loud i think of that man who was a drunkard a down an hour his family left him his children wouldn't even speak to him when they passed him on the street but he got saved and sanctified and joined the presbyterian church there was no other kind or no other holy church around so he joined the Presbyterian church. But he used to get blessed even in that dried-up church and shout out loud. And when he did it made the people nervous. So the they appointed the pastors and committed a whole weight on him. He went out to his farm, found him ploughing a fine team of horses. And he said, Mr., we're glad to, brother, we're glad to have you as a member of our church. You're a good member, you pay good. But when you shout out loud, it makes our people so nervous. They've asked me to come and ask you to be more quiet with your religion. He looked at the pastor. He said, Pastor, I was a drunkard. I was a down-outer. My wife had left me. My children wouldn't speak to me when they passed me on the street. God picked me up and saved me and sanctified me and I joined your church. And he said, since that time, you see, that little house, all these broad acres rather, God's given them to me since he saved and sanctified me. You see that little house over there? My wife and my children have come back to me. We have a happy home. He said, you see, this team of horses is the finest team there is in the country. But they're a young team of horses, and if there's a fuss around, sometimes they get a little nervous. He said, Pastor, I wish you'd hold a few minutes. i feel one of them spells coming on me right now. Thank God you'll have a spell once in a while. Not a bad one, but you'll have a good one once in a while. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, then you may have one in a- a plane flying 28,000 miles upon the, above the Pacific Ocean, walking up and down the aisle, the plane praising God. I've been in my car along the road and had to stop and get out and praise God. You have to have a Holy Ghost spell almost anywhere when the Holy Ghost abides in your heart, and you can't tell just when they're going to come on. Another thing that will obtain is you'll see the condition of the ministry. You
0: refuse to put yourself on the ministry of any preacher that
1: will not preach 2nd blessing homeless. and you refuse to support them. One time, a lady came to me and said, Brother well,
0: Fixon, I've been trying for six months to find out whether my pastor's a homeless preacher or not. I said, Sister, he is not. She
1: said, Do you know him? I said, I do not. Did you ever meet him? I never did. Did you ever hear him preach? No, I never had. Well, then how did you know he's not a homeless preacher? Because had he been, it wouldn't have taken you six months to find it out. It hasn't taken you six months to find out whether I preach homeless or not. I'm preaching you this morning. If I were to preach tonight, I'd preach on homeless. If I were to preach tomorrow, I'd preach on homeless. It's the need of the human heart, and the thing we need in this day and age is old-fashioned wholeness to get a hold of our hearts. And that will settle a lot of questions in our lives when we are sanctified, holy. We need some more preaching on old-fashioned wholeness. Another thing that may obtain is you'll carry burdens without complaints. If God puts a burden on you, I think of that drunkard today he was in a gambling game they were gambling with, he was
0: gambling with three other men and finally the subject of religion came up
1: the other man said there's nobody on earth that has an old Thai religion the man said yes there is my wife has it you come on home with me and I'll show you that she has it He went to the home at 2 o'clock in the morning, knocked at the door. His wife arose and left those four drunkards in. And he said to his wife, you go to the kitchen, fix a meal for my friends. She went to the kitchen, began to fix the meal. Those drunkards sat down, began to gamble. And finally they heard somebody singing out in the kitchen. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? Since all the world go free. There's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. The consecrated cross I'll bear until death shall set me free. And then go home a crown the world, for there's a crown for me. The drumper said to the other fellow, Who is that singing? He said, It's my wife out in the kitchen fixing a meal for you at 2 o'clock in the morning. And singing that old hymn, they said, Bring her in religion will do that for a person we want that kind and all three of them prayed to and found God. The world's looking for our manifestation of God in our lives. Not what you and I profess in a camp meeting or me like this. It's what we live around home. It's what we live in the dormitory corridor rooms. It's how we act in the classroom. It's how you act when you go back home in your own church. And then you go to home that the world's looking at. Do you act a Christian then? Do you manifest the Spirit of God in you like them? When the burden's on, do you manifest that you can carry without complaint anywhere? And then the thing is that will obtain, you'll carry a burden for lost humanity. Carry a burden from lost humanity. You could stand on, a, on a, a stack of Bibles as high as this desk this morning and profess to be filled with the Spirit. But if you have no burden for lost humanity, you have no concern about praying with seekers around the altar, whether you're a faculty member or a student, you couldn't make me believe you're filled with the Spirit if you're
0: still on a stack of Bibles that high. If you have no concern for helping
1: people to find God when they're struggling to find God, God will put in your heart a burden for lost humanity when you're filled with the Spirit of God and how people can say, I'm sanctified and sit back or come and sit on the front benches and no concern about helping anybody get through with this whole And say, I'm filled with the spirits more than I can understand. If you don't have a burden for lost humanity, my young friends, don't begin to profess to be filled with the spirit. I'm afraid you're just fooling yourself. God will put a burden in
0: your heart for a lost humanity. If you have no burden, just remember you
1: have no spirit and another thing that will obtain perhaps you'll go to access in religion but you say I don't want to go to access in religion Jesus Christ went to access we got from heaven, the new wine the kingdom. They thought they were drunk. But friends, we're not thinking to all this movement's drunk on the Spirit in these days. So it didn't dry it up. They wouldn't come around and say we've gone mad over our religion anymore. God help us this morning along this line. But we find that those that were filled with the Spirit back there, they certainly acted like they were filled with the Spirit of God. But you say, but what will we do and how will we act when we're filled with the Spirit? On the day of Pentecost, they acted like men that were filled with new wine. Or the people would not have said, they are filled with new wine. Now just remember. about the contrast between a person filled with new wine and a person filled with the Spirit of God. But where there's contrast, there may be some forms of whiteness. And that was so on the day of Pentecost. I wouldn't make fun of a drunken person for anything. I was brought up with them. My father ran two city rescue missions, the city of Bristol, New Jersey, where he dealt with drunks all the time. We had a third story in our home where there were a lot of cops. He'd bring the drunks home. I had to sleep among those drunken men. I learned some lessons from those men when I was just a child. I'm not making fun of them. I wouldn't laugh at them. I just pity them. But I learned some lessons from them. Would you let me pass them on to you this morning without your criticism? Notice in the first place. You get a man, or a woman, dead drunk on whiskey, and the first thing they want to do is to go to a big meeting, and preferably a religious meeting, and to get hard to keep them away from there. You talk about having to beg people to go to a prayer meeting? No, they'll be feeling something down. preaching and say, wait a minute, preacher, I'm so full, I've got to say something. Or I'm so full, I've got to sing a song. We you may as well stop and let them sing. When they'll go on, they want a part in the meeting. Are you having part in this revival? Are you having a part in what's going on around here? Or are you just sitting around looking on at what's going on? Another thing that would obtain, they usually and take anything home with them. They usually give everything they've got in their pocket and go home and try to get some more. And sometimes, you know, if they're filled with the Spirit of God, you give everything you've got and sometimes promise more than you have and then go home and pray And why? Because you're filled with the Spirit. And then we find that you get a person drunk on whiskey or drunk online, and when they go over you know, they know where they got it, and you can't keep them away from there. They're bound to go back. You talk about people leaving the homeless movement. No, if they're filled with spirit, they're gonna hang around and get some more of the same kind. They're not going to run away and leave the crowd. They want to be with the crowd, and you get a person drunk on whiskey, and he's never satisfied until everybody around him has had a drink of the same kind of stuff. And you and I get filled with spirit and we'll never satisfy until everybody around us has a drink of the same kind. What's the matter with you this morning, brother Fakes and I? am not satisfied? They tell me to quit. There's no stopping quite the boiling spirits in my heart, driving me on a compelling, propelling force. Why? because something down in here that stirs and drives me on to help everybody get a drink of the same thing I'm enjoying this morning. We come to the meeting and enjoy it, but what are you doing to help anybody else get the same kind of religion you're enjoying? Do you know what I'm talking about this morning? Keeping filled with the Spirit of God. You know when you're filled with the Spirit of God, you get that drunk, perhaps somebody will want you around. They won't want much to do with you when you get filled with the spirit. Or if you're just quiet about it, all right. But if you get really filled with the spirit and have a Holy spell, even in some old churches, they'll all turn around and look at you. And wonder what's the matter with that fellow. What's going wrong with him? And you may come to a place in your Christian life, young people, where you get where I've gone, where you get so old that so many people don't want you around. They want the younger preachers. They want the younger people. They can do it. So you should get out of the way. And you know, the day came after I preached here in seven camp meetings, when they say, brother, thanks, you're too old to preach in camp meetings anymore, and they won't let me preach in the camp meetings anymore around here. They came when they said, you can't teach anymore. Why? Well, you're just getting too old to teach you, and you can't, and you don't have the strength. You better stop pre teaching so to stop me teaching. Did I run up the lift tree? I did not. I never will run up the lift tree. If they don't want me around, what am I going to do? I tell you young people this morning, like I told them at the IHC convention a couple of years ago, if they don't want me around, I'm glad God wants me. When they don't want me around, I'm not going to get up with the and train or pout about it or complain about it. What are you going to do? I'm going to get in my little corner and sit in my little corner and sit there and talk to myself. That's what Paul said in my scripture lesson this morning. Nobody wants you around. Get in your little corner. And just sit there and speak to yourself in songs. So when nobody wants me around, they turn me down. I sit back in my little corner and start in. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand the way of sinners, nor sit in the sea the scornful. For his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall never dry up, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Then when I get through that psalm, I start in, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want he maketh me to lie down and be pastures. he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil For thou art with me, thy rod and my staff, they comfort me, thou preparest a table for me in the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, until my cup runneth over, then surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and then I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What are you doing, preacher? Sitting in my little corner talking to myself. Then he said, "Singing to yourself in hymns. So as I sit in my little corner, once in a while the devil sticks his head in my little corner and says, Yes, but you see nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you what you going to do now. I just sit back and begin to sing, Jesus, lover of my soul, let me chew thy bosom and fly. Then he sticks his head in my corner and says, Yes, but you see, That nobody nobody cares for you. Nobody loves you. I'm on your track. And you have no hiding place. What are you going to do now? I just start to say, Rock of Age is cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Then he sticks his head in my little corner and says, yes. But religion's all the way It's all a supposition. What are you going to do now? You don't have any foundation for it. I sit back in my little corner and start to sing there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath
0: that flood lose all their guilty stains Thank the
1: Lord and let's suppose you don't have any feeling the devil sticks his head in my corner and says yes but you don't feel anything you haven't had feeling for days what are you going to do now I sit back in my little corner and sing his oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way thank God he then all my hope and stay thank God it's not feelings knowing whether he's abiding or not you can have him abiding whether you feel anything or not amen and then I sit in my little corner and say, said send yourself in hymns I'm glad there's still some spiritual hymns left. Uh,
0: these days of rock music and sand jazz music
1: that's drifting g- in the whole movement. I'm glad there's a few spiritual songs left. So when nobody wants me around, I just sit back in my little corner and begin to sing. I've found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. He's the lily of the valley, the bright morning star. In him alone I see a In him alone I sin make me whole. He all my griefs has taken and all my sorrows borne. From temptation he's my strong and mighty tower. I am all for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart. And now it keeps me by his power. And the Lord will forsake me and take Satan Tim, saw, thank God through Jesus through Jesus through Jesus not my own strength but through Jesus thank God young people through Jesus we're going to make, make meet the goal if you'll have him in your heart and have the Holy Ghost controlling you thank God you can make it through Jesus Christ but suppose you can't sing and suppose you can't talk then what they're going to do sit back in my little corner and make melody in my heart to the Lord. If I were to start to sing to you out loud, you'd all go home. But I can sit in my little corner and sing to myself and really thoroughly enjoy it. But when I can't sing, I just sit back in my little corner and look up and say praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What do you want, son? I don't want to sing. I just want to know you're there. And I just want to know you're there. I'm making melody down in my heart to the Lord. Do you have what I'm talking about this morning? Do you have the fullness of the Spirit in your life? You say, does that work? It works all the time. If you have it, you'll work in the dormitory. You'll work in the classroom. You'll work in the chapel. It'll work when you're being dealt with by the administration. It'll work if you're in a church and on the board. It'll work on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every day in the week. If you really have it,
0: thank God it will work. A friend of mine, a graduate of the
1: Seminary of Asbury, was preaching with me in a meeting in a large Methodist church over in the state of New Jersey in Collingswood. Methodist church wouldn't have anyone but a homeless preacher. I was there for five days, five times in revivals, and this time this man was working with me. He said when he was a little fellow, he attended a church in Sunday school, but there was only one person that professed to be sanctified. He said I wondered if she was if she really had it. So I did everything I could to try her patience. And finally, one day as I was going to school. I noticed she was hanging
0: clothes out on the line, so I ate back to the barn, waited till all the
1: clothes were on the line, and I got a bucket of mud, went through the yard and threw a handful of the mud on every piece, every piece of clothes in the, on the line,
0: and then I ate back to the barn to see whether her homeless was going to work on the ladder
1: or not. He said in a few minutes she came out on the back porch, lifted her hands toward heaven, Cried glory be to God! The tears rolling down her cheeks. Was she shouting because he'd thrown one of her clothes? No,
0: but she's shouting because she had the victory over. It. Praising God because it didn't stir anything down her heart. When the carnage is
1: gone, it won't stir anymore. When the old thing is dead and the cat eradicated, it doesn't stir anymore. It didn't stir. He took down the clothes, rinsed them out, and hung them up again. He said that I sneaked off as a crowd coward. But he said after finishing school, the first pastor I had was where that lady met with a member. She sat in the front seat, shouted me through my first sermon. When i finished, I went off the platform and she came and shook hands with me. When I would do my hand, there was a $5 bill left in my hand. Said so I looked through my tears and said, Sister, why'd you do this? When I was such a mean little fellow so throw about on your clothes that day. Why did you come here and shout me through in my first sermon? The leave a five-dollar bill in my hand. She said, Oh, that's all right, son. She said, when you were throwing mud, I was standing in the kitchen of okay, the kitchen window. I saw you throw a good handful of mud. I didn't run out and scold you. I just looked up and said, Lord. Please save that little fellow. Sanctify him, make him a homeless preacher. God said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and I got so blessed. I had to run on the back porch and have a shouting spell. Come on, friends, do you have what I'm talking about this morning? Not what you did here, but what you'll have next week. What you'll have when examination comes. What you'll have when you go home on Christmas vacation. or on Thanksgiving vacation you'll have all the time Keep filled with the spirit of god do you have what i'm talking about this morning if you do you have a burden for lost humanity how many of you this morning have ever one time in your life been responsible for leading at least one soul to jesus christ because you had the holy ghost in your heart would you stand your feet right now You've been conscious of at least leading one soul to Jesus Christ. Look at the crowd that's never been conscious of leading one soul to Jesus Christ. Are you satisfied, young people, to get to heaven yourself? Are you satisfied to make it yourself without taking somebody else with you? When I get to heaven and look in the blazing eyes of Jesus Christ, and he looks at me and says, how long were you a Christian?
0: 77 years. How long did you preach the gospel? 68 years. How long were you a member of the Holiness Church? 64
1: years. 64 years a member of the homeless Church. 68 years preaching the gospel. 77 years a Christian. Where are your trophies? But
0: Lord, I was so busy, I was so busy trying to get to heaven
1: myself. I haven't had time to help anybody else get here. Do you want to have to face Jesus Christ, the young people, without anything to give to him? Empty-handed, idle. I want something to lay at his feet when he comes. Of. But are you interested? How many of you young people this morning? Know that you are completely filled with the Holy Ghost right now. Right now. No question marks. The question marks are gone. You're clear that you are filled with the Spirit of God and the heart's been cleansed of carnality. No more stirrings down in the heart. Would you stand your feet right now? Everybody in the house, but don't get up when you're questioning about it. Don't get up when you're questioning about it. All right. How many of you that don't have what I'm talking about to but you really want it? Would you stand on your feet right now? Say, I do want it. Do you mean you want it than anything else in the world? If you do, will you get out and come this altar right now? Will you show God you want that experience more than you want anything else in this world? I mean, come and need business for God. Amen. That's right. Let's I'm God this morning. Don't go on guessing about it. Don't go on theorizing about it. Let's know that we have this experience this morning. God bless your dear hearts. Come on, if you mean business with God, let's go through with him this morning. God bless you. Father, all oh, others are questioning about it. You know that the same thing that stirs my heart the most as I go over the homeless movement is to find people in the homeless churches. They can tell you when they were born again. They can point to the time when they knew they were born again. But how about when you were sanctified? They just don't have any definite witnesses of when they were sanctified. Don't stop short of the witness this morning. Be sure you have that witness that you are sanctified holy. Do you have questions about it this morning? If you do, young people, let's get the question marks out of our minds. Do you have a question mark Then us meet did this order? Let God get the question marks out. Anyone here have any question marks? If you do, will you come? Will you faculty members, staff members, or students, do you have question marks? Let's get the question marks out of our minds. I'm going to ask you one more question. How many of you that's never one time been conscious of winning one soul to Jesus Christ? would be willing to gather around this altar now behind these that are seeking and promise God that by the grace of God in the next year you will do your best to win one soul for Jesus Christ. Would you gather around and promise God that? Amen. Come on, friends. It's time for us to do more than shout and sing. It's time to get out and move and do something to win somebody to Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, friends. Do you want to be a soul winner? Give you mind God this morning, and He will make you a soul winner. Amen. God bless you. If you can't get around the altar, get down where you are, in the seats or in the aisle, wherever you are. And let's get a hold of God this morning. I want you to come and pray. I'm asking the evangelists if you've come and lead us in prayer. Now, young people, get your heads up. We get here and put our heads down. That isn't the way. To come and seek wholeness. Uh, get your head up and your hands up and look in God's face uh, and tell him what you want this morning. He's listening to your cry, we you let him do it. All right, everybody, pray. Minding God and transact your
0: business with God as the evangelist leads us in prayer. Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a Ministry of Inner Church Holiness Convention, featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. Keep passing it on, keep passing it on, keep passing it on.